Hey guys, Skyler here with Chris. Uh, excited to talk to you guys a little bit about some uh, free agents. Chris, how's it going this afternoon? Going pretty well. I'm excited to get into some uh, uh, free agent news and, and impacts on the value of some guys and even in, in-game value. So, Yeah, definitely, definitely. Lots going on. I mean, I, I you know, it's it's been an interesting year in free agency for sure just because I mean, the Patriots are spending big. That never happens. Um, but it's also been kind of quiet. Yeah, yeah, I feel on that. It's just weird, like, what positions are, are have been very sought after and kind of the positions that are waiting for the market to set. But I think we still have some good content to talk about, so that, that's, that's exciting. Yeah, I mean, we, we've definitely seen more defensive players off the board early, and we've seen some, like, pretty eye-popping contracts for some players that I don't think uh, anybody was kind of expecting to get some in that range. So let's just start it off. Uh, I, you know, we just made a list and threw it together. So we'll start at the top. Uh, Jameis Winston re-signed with new Orleans, uh, on a one year deal up, up to worth potentially, I think 12 million. Uh, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, I mean, I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago, uh, in potential free agents. I think this is a good move all around, uh, interested to see what the camp battle looks like. And, uh, what do you I think? Was actually really confused about this taste and feel i know it's all avoidable which is kind of weird four years uh and 40 million you guys see that you guys saw that right yeah 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 the extension uh essentially with the extension and this is going to be something so fascinating because this nfl salary cap is obviously just something i don't think a lot of people know very much about because it's the extension was just a vehicle to open up cap room this year so it's all yeah, fake money. it just can yeah it's all it just leaves us in the same position we were as far as like you know it's gonna be a battle but like 12 million is not like a starter money if nick Foles is getting 20 you know no point, yeah so. i mean that's super that's a super good way to look at it i think i think the way to maybe look at it is Jameis and Taysom combined are making starter money this year so that and so we also got the news of drew Brees' retirement and so this kind of like helps out the backfield it is also like kind of still has qu- those questions up because when one was was the quarterback saw a little bit of regression in um alvin Kamara. but like it's it's i just don't know what winston looks like as a starter it's, we've only had like second half of a game you know, um yeah, or four pieces four. around him. Four pieces around him. I don't remember what, what the running back situation was in Tampa. But I don't. Re- I don't recall it being very great. But also, you know, different coach, just different team. You know that Alvin Kamara being a focal point could it could be just nothing. You know, he could just be the player. So. Yeah, no, I mean, I think we have a full season of Jameis. Jameis, obviously very talented. I think that's a very good offense. Uh, if you just go off numbers, you know, there is going to be some regression in that backfield regardless. Uh, you know, Drew Brees targeted running backs, I think, on about 26, 27% of his dropbacks. And Taysom Hill, I think, was 14 to 15% range. And Jameis, for his career, is in the 18 to 19% range. So no matter right. what. Yeah. Uh, we're going to see, you know, some regression, uh, but 
Yeah, the biggest question is, is is what happens? You know, is Jameis good enough to win the job? You know, if Jameis does win the job, how much is Taysom going to get used? You know, like, I I don't see Sean Payton just not using Taysom. Uh, and so I think like we mentioned a couple weeks back, I think in a dynasty league, I think you really are trying to look to consolidate uh, this backfield, or this, not backfield, but this quarterback tandem, if you can, you know, if the price is right and somebody's like, ah, you know what, like, let's try and get a deal done. I think if you own one piece, you probably want to own both. But overall, uh, I, I'm not, I just don't think I'm that excited about what's going on in New Orleans this year. Uh, if it looks anything like last year or even the year before. Well, well I got a question for you. Uh, just for our listeners, just give a little, a little take. All right. So who, who are you betting on? Carter. Man, you I think I'd go Taysom Hill. Wait, after all the Jameis love? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I mean, listen, I like Jameis, and I think, and I think Jameis should start. But I, you know, I can see um, Sean Payton telling himself that, you know, Taysom is going to get a full off season. Drew Brees is retired. Uh, you know, they know what Jameis can do uh, as a starting quarterback in the NFL for 16 games. They they have tape of that. So I, I could see Taysom securing the job, but I also think Taysom's probably going to lose the job four to six weeks into the year. Um, you know, he's I think he I think he is who he is. And that isn't that that isn't a knock on him. It just simply means that I don't think uh, I don't think he's like a long term winning quarterback in the NFL. And I, I don't think Jameis um, is either. But. I think James contract kind of yeah. them safe. Well, but. yeah, I mean the voidable, the voidable years, they're important and, and I'd have to do some more research, but I wonder, you know, I wonder why he did that deal. Cause you know, I thought he had, a, I thought he had money still into next year, but the way that deal was written basically seemed like he could get cut now at the end of this season for, for no dead money. So Anyway, yeah, he could, but I, I mean, I think it was, it could have been the option of just like, Hey, we're going to cut you anyways. If you don't, you know what I mean? Like, or go to him yeah. and, 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 you know, readjust his contract because they, they need the cap. And, and obviously if he just kept his money or, you know, a lot of these players just said no, then they wouldn't be able to do any moves and keep players and stuff like that. So. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> So as we're on quarterbacks here, the other, uh, the other, I guess, big news in quarterbacks, uh, would be Fitzpatrick, right? Ryan Fitzpatrick, it's magic. It's magic. It's magic signs with, uh, the Washington football team for, uh, one year, 5 million, right? It looked like kind of a vet minimum, uh, type deal. I think it was 10. Maybe this is with the bone. Um, so maybe 10. Yeah. So, I mean, so Ryan Fitzpatrick signs, he's a one year deal with Washington football team. Uh, how do how do you feel about that? I mean, I I personally believe it's better for the the weapons around that's on the team. I mean, if you look like if you look at some of the how the offense moved when he was playing, uh, Miles Gaskin get opportunities, like even to you know, come from a, I think he was an undrafted or six round pick, you know, starting be, to become relevant in the fantasy community. Um, you also yeah. saw Devonte Parker. I can't remember was was uh, Fitzpatrick the the quarterback there um, when they waited for Rosen two years ago. Yeah, he took the job from him. Yes, 
Yeah. Right. So you saw you started to see Devontae Parker become a little more relevant. And so what I think Fitzpatrick's value, not necessarily he may be a plug in play guy weekly or streamer quarterback. But what this does for you know Terry McLaurin, what this does for maybe Antonio Gibson or whoever the you know, if JD McKissick is there, it it creates more opportunity. Because I, I see the quarterback that they had there as Alex Smith. What the quarterback carousel not being as um, well prepared as I think Ryan Fitzpatrick, or maybe even slinging the ball is maybe more what I'm trying to say, being able to throw it and sling it. And, um, you know, he takes a beating, but he keeps playing. So. Yeah, definitely. I, I I like Fitzmagic. I think this is uh this is just a good overall move. I think he is good competition for Heineke, uh, one way or the other. I, I think it's kind of a neutral move for McLaurin. Um, you know, like the Washington situation wasn't great last year, but it, it wasn't like the absolute stone cold worst. I mean, Haskins was pretty pretty brutal, but they got him out of there pretty quick. And Alex Smith, I mean. You know, obviously not what he once was, and McLaurin obviously feeds, lives off the deep ball a little bit more. But McLaurin had a pretty good year last year, you know, despite the inconsistencies. He's just a pretty good wide receiver. Yeah, um, I agree. He was, and so, and there's news that came out that he was playing on a, a ankle, a high ankle sprain for most two high ankle sprains. Yeah, two high ankle sprains. So. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I think Fitzmagic is just good. I mean, it's good to have another body in there, right? Because it, it means exactly. it means that if Heineke wins the job, you know, you're not going from Heineke to Colt McCoy. You're going from Heineke to Fitzpatrick. Exactly. Uh, which, which I mean, I you know, I already I already saw some chatter about Washington football team a potential playoff contender in uh, 2021, and and I think that makes some sense uh, if they have just you know middle of the road QB play. Exactly. Um, well, how about this next uh, person that I, I want to get into? No, I'm not. Uh, we're not. We're not talking. Not? About, we're not talking about this guy that you put on the Google. Talk doc. about it. Because we're That's not it. wasting our time talking about the speed bump Carlos Hyde. We're not. I understand why you don't want to talk about him, but we have to because it affects James Robinson's value. And I don't think it's, I, it's I, bad. It's not a bad. I only. <laughs> you only believe it affects James Robinson's value because you're a hater. Oh, I don't think it affects. I think this is the safest like this is this signing that they could have done. Is if they got another like you know ended up signing Chris Carson, like that would take a bigger hit. I think out of uh, out of James Robinson's value. There is there there okay. So like I'm kind of viewing this as a way right now, and I'm stealing this from. I feel like somebody I somebody on Twitter. I just can't remember who, but basically like this is a Rorschach test. Right, like y- you look at the Carlos Hyde signing one of two ways. You either look at Carlos Hyde signing as he's gonna he's gonna ruin James Robinson's career, uh-huh. or you look at the or you look at the Carlos Hyde signing as this guy's the biggest bum in the world. This means James Robinson is set forever. Uh, I think he's set for a year. Sure. sure, and I just think I think we should hold off because the the draft could still happen and. You know, uh, uh, they're not going to admire there. There are some Ohio, there are some Ohio state running backs in the, in the draft. So you never know. Uh, and so I, you know, I think, yeah, I mean, Carlos, I did sign with Jacksonville two years, 6 million. He did used to play for urban Meyer at Ohio state in the early 2000s, 2010s. Uh, 
It, I mean, yeah, it, it's semi-relevant. Uh, are we on to the well, next guys? <laughs> I guess so. I mean, these guys aren't even relevant. Who? Johnny, Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry aren't relevant? <clears throat> well, anyway, Johnny Smith, Hunter Henry, they signed with the Patriots. Chris is right, though. I think their signing hurts the relevancy of both guys. Uh, I think they're both fantastic in real life NFL players. I think they are going to create tons of matchup problems for opposing defenses, and I think that they will be... Uh, weapons well utilized by Bill Belichick, but I, I don't, I don't see any way this is good for their fantasy values. Yeah, it's not necessarily great for their fantasy value, but it does um, give this offense for weapons. Like if we can look at, if we looked at last year's weapons, you know, you had uh, Jacoby Myers, Nikhil Harry, Edelman was hurt most of the season, so didn't play much, um, but. This does bump Cam a little bit. I know throwing to the, the the five to seven yard pass be a lot better with these two guys. Um, but I do think they can. I'm just joking about that part. But I do think they can um, actually boost his value, especially in the they'll help in the run game. But they also weapons that can sneak uh, some value. It's just it's just Johnny Smith was so great yesterday. They even offered a trade like right away. Hit the Johnny owner, which was obviously by late, and luckily rejected it last night because the news this morning <laughs> didn't help. <laughs> and I was, I kind of was thankful that I got that trade rejected. What was the offer? <sighs> it wasn't anything good. Aiden <laughs> Hurst for Johnny because he's a Aiden wow. Hurst lover. Yeah, I mean, you might trade Hayden Hurst for Zach Ertz, you know, before Zach Ertz fell off a cliff. Yeah, you know. Um, no. Yeah. I mean, we'll just have to see. I, I theoretically, I guess something good could happen here, but overall, I think this is, you know, I, the one good thing I would say is these are all two year deals, right? These are all really two year deals. I mean, like a I lot of these, uh, and I think that's one important thing that we're noticing in free agency, even some of these bigger, longer deals for some of these guys, um, are, actually really just shorter two-year deals covering the next two seasons. And then it looks like a lot of them are kind of built to uh, kind of get get things reset in a year or two down the road, I think, when things have stabilized from COVID. Yeah. Oh, I get you. I, but as Johnny's deal was four years, but but I get you. Yeah, no, his deal was four years, four years for 50. But I think when you look at the minutia of the, de- of the deal, it's really a two-year deal. Yeah, they create some space uh, quick. Right. And so so anyway, I think those guys, I mean, they're obviously guys to mention. I, I, I think they are, I guess if you own them, you hold them. I mean, sell if the price yeah, is I mean, right, if somebody comes with the right right offer. But... I mean, I guess you hold and hope, hope that something good happens. And one of them shines. Yeah, I think there is some injury history yeah, I mean, with, I, with Hunter Henry a little bit. So you're holding Johnny. I'd I'd probably rather have Johnny in this situation than Hunter. Um, yeah, that's just me yeah, that's true. I mean, I think honestly, I don't think Johnny was in our dynasty rankings. I didn't was he? I don't think he was in the top twelve. 
No. If he was, he was late. Um, Hunter, I think, believe was like, which I had Hunter really high. So I mean, Hunter's gonna fall all the way out of. I mean, I had him in my original runner rankings. I had him at six, and he's gonna be all the way outside of twelve now. So that just had that was a weakness in my rankings. What do you think about this next guy, Corey Davis? Man, I you know I was hopeful that Corey Davis uh, would kind of have recognized what. Uh, I, you're so torn here because I want to stop myself before I say something foolish. Uh, I want to congratulate Corey Davis on on taking as much money as he could and securing the bag for himself. Right? Uh, I you know as a as a fantasy player, I I wanted to see him go to a team where there was a clear number one wide receiver that he could play off of. Um, I mean, theoretically, I guess I'm excited. Uh, this West Coast style offense that he's potentially going to be, you know, playing in in New York could be, uh, you know, friendly. He's a bigger guy. He's good at the slants. Uh, good at catching over the middle. So, um, I think he could he could be okay. But I, I again, like, you know, a few of these guys we've talked about. It's like, you know, we haven't even talked about like any. I don't think there's been a big riser yet. A lot of these guys, it's you know, they either are holding their ground in dynasty or even losing some. Like. Like Corey Davis is probably a worse asset now than he was. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Really? I, yeah, definitely. I'm wheels up. I'm wheels up on Corey. I think you're wheels up on Corey Davis catching passes from Sam Darnold. I mean, I, if it's not Sam Darnold, it's going to be Zach Wilson, but I, I think this is a good fit. You know, he's going to a spot that's not a clear number one. He's not a clear, he's not the clear number one. You still have, uh, How- I mean, Enzo Mims on the other side of the ball. Uh, So, hold on. We're not saying Denzel Mims is a number one, right? I don't think either of them are ones, but it's whoever. I think it's a good spot for opportunity target share. Whereas if he stayed in Tennessee, which I don't even think they're going to bring him back anyways. Yeah, I don't think they wanted to pay him. I think he wanted too much money. Like, say he goes to, you know, I mean, I guess like. This is hard because I've seen a lot of speculation and the 49ers or the Cardinals or um, Dude, I'd have loved loved him on the Cardinals. Yeah, I don't know. I I like the opportunity that he's going to get in the uh, I don't know if uh, Jameson Crowder's coming back. I think he's he's gone, right? Uh, Crowder's definitely coming back. He's, I think he's on a nice long contract. So it's Crowder. I mean, they've got Crowder, Mims, and now Corey Davis. It's a, it's actually like it's actually a pretty decent. I mean, like when you actually look at it on paper, like Chris Herndon theoretically is okay. Jameson Crowder is okay, right? Corey Davis is okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, if Denzel Mims emerges into a true alpha number one wide receiver next year, I think Corey Davis could be a great number two in New yeah. York. But if 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 they're going to be expecting him to be the number one wide receiver while Denzel Mims emerges, we, I mean we've seen that story. <clears throat> I mean yeah, he was not he Denzel was, Mims to AJ Brown. <laughs> yeah, well I was just going to say he. All I'm saying is this: Corey Davis wasn't productive until AJ Brown started playing for the Titans. Or was, was I mean, how long was Tannehill there before? Because Corey Davis Tannehill was there with, was. La- was uh, with Mariota. No, Tannehill Tannehill was the starter uh was that was two years ago before uh AJ Brown when Tannehill took over for Mariota. 
And then last year was Tannehill's first full year as the starter. Or no, sorry, two years ago. And then this last year was his second. So we haven't seen him. Does that make sense? For over two years with the you know quarterback. I mean, I, I'm Mario yeah, is no, obviously but I, talented, but like a, a quarterback that can, I mean, obviously, I you guys probably won't think that Sam Darnold is much of an upgrade, but I personally do. Um, then Tannehill. No, no, no. Then Mariota went back to. I, gu- I guess, but I mean, I guess, but we just saw Corey Davis was bad with Mariota, dude. That's what I'm saying. And so, like, I, I don't know that I don't know that Sam Darnold is better than Mariota, dude. I think you need to. I think I you think might need is, to dude. watch some tape and get back. He may to not him. be able to expend, extend the plays as much. Like, as far as a passer, I think he is a better passer. So no, like, I, I think if you go back to the two I, years that Mariota was a starter, you look at Corey Davis's catch catch catchable percentage. Yeah, it's fifty two percent, fifty eight, and when obviously the next year we had half of it is sixty two percent. This past year was seventy percent. So obviously the stats. <laughs> yes, uh, we got a question from our uh, producer Christian, and is Darnold better than Jimmy G? No, yes. Donald is not yes, better than easy. Jimmy G. My God, you were trying what? to trade for him like you're like 49ers. Come on, bring it. I'm not even doing it. I, 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 I am. I'm done. 49ers guy. Come on. Listen, we we have listeners, Chris. You have to have some credibility here. I have credibility. If you're saying Jimmy Garoppolo, I know that's why he. Okay, come on, dude. I saw the trade offer of Jimmy G for Sam Darnold. And Rejected it. All right, hold on. Pretty easily. I just so like okay, we've we're now we've now spent some time talking about Sam Darnold and Chris. We haven't talked about any of the statistics, so let me just pull up his career statistics for you. Let me pull up his coach's record. <clears throat> hold on, coach's well, record. I, I, as a head I don't want. I don't care. Listen, I, I don't care about coaching record. I'm sure the coaching record for the guy in Tennessee wasn't very good either, right? At some point, you play. With, you, at some point, you play the games, and you're good or you're not. Sam Darnold is 13 and 25 with a 59.8% completion record for 8,000 yards, 6.6 yards per attempt, 45 touchdowns, and 39 interceptions. Okay. That's his career. That's not good. Marcus Mariota is completing 63% of his passes in his career for almost twice as many yards, 77 touchdowns, 7.5 yards per attempt, a whole additional yard per attempt. That doesn't even account for what, how many touchdowns he's had on the ground, the rushing yards he's accounted for. Uh, come on, man. Like, I mean, that's the same thing with Jimmy G. Sam Donald was a fine prospect, but like this guy is not someone we should be writing home about. And he is definitely not someone who is elevating Corey Davis's fantasy performances. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know about that one. Uh, why did Marietta lose his starting job? Because he was so average. <laughs> Even yeah. uh, the year he lost his start, the year he lost his starting job, he this was his. Uh, he went two and six, sixty percent completion record, twelve hundred yards, seven touchdowns, two interceptions. Sorry, and the record was two and four, not two and six. We're all, we're well, way off track. We're, we're way off track. Corey here. Davis it might be Zach Wilson throwing the ball, in. and if that's the case, right? I still I still like Corey Davis. I like Corey Davis 
for the Jets. I think the offense is going to be a little better, and they're going to whoever the quarterback is there, Sal is going to protect him by handing the ball off, and they did, and running running the ball effectively. So, um, regardless of all love that, you. I, I, I love you, buddy. You. All the points you're making sound like Corey Davis is not a wise investment. No, Thanks I think, for making I them. Think, you're the best. I think it. I think it's a good investment because they need help. Obviously, he had Mims and Crowder and. I think this is just another asset that helps add value. Maybe he's maybe no, not going to have as much dynasty value, but I think there's probably a good way situation. to think about this. What do you think Corey Davis is worth right now? Uh, probably receiver three, late receiver three range. Okay, so he's like wide receiver thirty six for you, like wide receiver like thirty to thirty six. Yeah, I mean that's probably I mean, that's about just the off the top. Yeah, of that head. might be a little high for me. Might be a little high for me. But yeah, and so he's not someone we're relying on. Yeah, no. no. Um, another another middling wide receiver that got super overpaid. Aguilar got paid by the Patriots. Uh, $13 million a year. Crazy money. Uh, made a bunch of money off Derek Carthor. Carthor, though, should definitely buy him a gift, right, to say thank you. Exactly. I, mean, I think they needed this kind of guy in the offense. Just not sure that cam's throwing the best deep ball nowadays. So I, I don't dislike the fit. I, I don't. And I kind of, I guess I don't even dislike the money. I, it's all just boring. The Patriots are just, they've signed good NFL players, but none of them are sexy. And like, I mean, theoretically, like they're overpaying for them, but you're always overpaying for anybody. And last year, I mean, like you mentioned earlier, you're starting Jacoby Myers and Nikhil Harry. It's like, well, you're not going to win football games in the NFL doing that. But like, if you're starting Nelson Aguilar and Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith, and you know now you've got Carson, maybe, yeah, potentially Chris Carson. Like, at least now you're you're talking about, uh, like, okay, well, like there are competent NFL players on this offense who like have made Pro Bowls have like caught winning touchdown passes in games, right? Like versus last year when, I mean, the Patriots last year were bad. I mean, just bad, flat out bad. Um, so yeah, uh, not sexy overpaid, but I mean, he'll be fine. You know, just don't go overpaying for him. Oh. And I guess this leads us into our last guy. This guy is a big, a big guy to talk about Aaron Jones. Um, you know, we, we touched base on this. We were a little bit, you know, I think each of us to a degree was a little bit right and a little bit wrong about what was going to happen with Jones. He goes back to green Bay on a four year deal and rest in peace. AJ Dillon's fantasy value. Uh, if you sold, I, know, man. I hope you enjoyed, I mean, what do you, I, I think I really, it's a rest. I don't think it's a rest in peace. He's going to roll all Williams did. And, this is like the worst case scenario for Aaron Jones personally. I think he'd have been Wait, better for as Jones? The one. Yeah, I think. I mean, obviously he's gonna he's gonna be where he's at last year, last year. But he didn't have a fantastic year like he did the years ago. You know what I mean? Well, I mean that that like that's like a whole positional thing. But I think he finished as the running back four in twenty nineteen, and he finished as like the RB six or seven in twenty twenty. So like. It wasn't as many fantasy points, but the position overall didn't score. Um, 
that's not a bad case, but I'm saying as far as potential that we thought he was going to have as like a sole starter, whether that was um, Buffalo or who was some of the other guys that we came up with? Do you guys? Yeah, Buffalo, Miami were the two popular ones. Yeah, you know, I I could see him being utilized more on in Miami, or opposed to like if they end up running like they did with Jamal Williams, where he would take a series off. You know, what I mean, watched I watched a couple of games where Jones led the the series for one series, and then they switched out for Jamal Williams for the next series, and I was like, this kind of I mean, obviously he's gonna be a fantasy good, but you know. Potential yeah. of being RB one is not, I don't think there. So, or is yeah, the, I mean the one that finishes one at the. I I think that this is pretty much the best case scenario for Aaron Jones. Um, familiarity with the offense. Um, he, to be honest, like I'm not a hundred percent sure that Dylan is going to be the best situation for that i mean i still see this as maybe like a 60 40 65 35 split with aaron jones in the lead um but you know i think aaron jones was a guy who was maybe slipping down people's rankings and if anything this uh should vault him right back up he is locked in i can't imagine he's any lower than a top eight running back yeah i don't think he's gonna fall but i was saying like if he potentially moved to a different team he'd be put in the top Possibly four, because there's a spot potentially to be grabbed. I see. I don't think so. I like. You, I mean, to say he's t- so to say there's a spot to be grabbed in the top four. Who's falling out? Uh, Saquon's possibly. So he's. But if Saquon falls down, you're putting Jones over Dalvin Cook. Oh, top four. So who do you have at your top four? Saquon, CMC, Jonathan Taylor, Alvin Kamara. Oh no, I don't have Alvin. I don't have Jonathan Taylor in my top four right now. Well, I, I'm talking like NFL, like like assets, right? Like as in like players I want to own, like yeah. like okay. factoring in age, fantasy our, production, our rankings. Even I think even in my rankings, man. Like I think even when I had Taylor ranked fifth, and um, I don't think I don't think I want Aaron Jones more than Taylor, especially not now, especially not. Right. Well, no, I mean, I was going to say, especially not on a different offense. You're saying in Miami, he wouldn't have more than he does. I, I, I don't see why. I mean, so you're going to say that for some reason, Miles Gaskin has shown us less than AJ Dillon? Investment wise, yeah. I mean, like, Miles, as far Ga- as they Miles Gaskin. But I mean, like, uh, I don't know that teams can like, I do wonder that there's, there's gotta be a point and, and it'll be good for us to talk about this more in the future is like, I understand he was a second round draft pick, but they, they just re-signed Aaron Jones. And doesn't that tell us everything we need to know about what they think about AJ Dillon? I don't, I don't think so. Because if AJ Dillon had performed like Alvin Kamara this past season, I don't think they like, I mean, if they thought AJ Dillon was the next Derrick Henry, why would they re-sign Aaron Jones? I don't know. I mean, Derrick Henry sat behind DeMarco Murray for a couple of years, so. Right, but that was be... that was a whole thing when they, that was a whole specific thing, right, where, like, DeMarco Murray was a journeyman that they brought in to split touches with Henry. 
Like Aaron Jones was a guy that, that the Packers drafted. He has performed extremely well over the course of his initial four-year contract. They rewarded him with another four-year contract. Right? Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not saying okay, so let me let me clarify. Worst case, as far as obviously he could have landed in the Jets, he could have landed somewhere else. But as far as the the hype around his name, I was thinking I mean, or one of these other teams might be a better fit where he is like a solo guy and has like a a ba- like a backup that's not that doesn't have any hype around him personally, but uh, yeah, no, I he mean, just stays where he is for me. That could be that's, true. I think I think I just see I just see it a little differently just because like when we talked about Buffalo, you know, if he had gone to Buffalo, Zach Moss is still there, right? If he goes to Miami, Miles Gaskin and Salvin Ahmad are still there, right? Like. There wasn't any, like, I really am not sure there was a job. There was 100% clear that there was a job that was like, you're going to get all the work, right? All the work. There's no other guy. I mean, right? Like, even if somebody signs in Seattle, we're going to talk about Rashad Penny. Like, even even though he's hard to We're not talking about Rashad Penny. I'm not talking about about Carlos Hyde. Yeah, but that's because it's affecting another player's value. Which no, I, I yeah, but I mean, if, if Aaron Jones, if Aaron Jones had gone to Seattle, would we have been like, well, Rashad Penny could potentially take some third down, oh. right? <laughs> I wouldn't have. <laughs> I'd have left um, him on the field the whole time. That's true. Aaron Jones should be on the field all the time. We agree on that for sure. Um, that's going to do it for us. Signing off. This is Skyler. This is Chris. You guys have a good one. <laughs>